Hi guys, it's Jackie from Transcend Health. I'm the exercise physiologist here. And this morning on our podcast, we have Vlad from Run Lab. So Vlad, say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, uh, thanks for inviting me on, Jackie. Um, yeah, so my name is Vlad Chatrov and um, I, I'm a runner. Um, I have a company called Run Lab and I'm launching another business next week all about running. But yeah, essentially, um, since I guess the, the last 15 to 20 years of my life has been taken up pretty much of everything based around running. Excellent. So um, I suppose last 15 to 20 years, um, you're, you've probably got a bit of life before that. So how did you get started on your, uh, your journey into running? How did it all begin? Yeah. So I've, um, I've always run. Like, so I started running when I was a youngster. Um, grew up on a property down in, in the Snowy Mountains, down in the Vine. Um, and just really enjoyed running as a young, active kid. Um, used to round up the sheep by foot rather than jump on the motorbike. Just preferred that. So, and obviously down in the country, it's all trail running. Um, and that's really my, become my passion again at this stage in life. Um, but, you know, went to school, went to uni, fell out of running, got, you know, caught up in social life and um, going to the gym with my other mates um, and was doing an engineering and business degree. Uh, but when I left uni and started working, like it never really, I started running again um, outside of work. Um, to feel healthy and just because I enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, I started to become really competitive and I got into triathlon firstly. Um, and so I had to learn how to swim. I guess I wasn't that great at swimming or, or riding wasn't that hard to pick up. Um, but I ended up competing semi, semi-professionally and even professionally in France in 2004. Wow. Um, and then after that, in 2004, when I came back to Australia, I kind of started thinking that, you know, the work that I was doing was not really enjoyable and aligned with my lifestyle. And eventually, over time, I studied and, and moved towards, firstly, retail um, in sports performance clothing. And then I moved into coaching. Um, and then I also transitioned from being a triathlete into just running, which was naturally what I was better at and what I enjoyed more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started competing in road running events, um, did pretty well, obviously I've done well. I've, um, moved, gone all the way through to being able to run an, an Olympic qualifier in the marathon in 2015, um, in Berlin and multiple podiums and, and race, good race performances. And then, um, in the last five years, I've really got back into the trail running more than five years now. It's probably been about seven or eight years that trail running has become more accessible to everyone Mm. not just i mean like if you think 10 years ago there was not many people trail running there was very few trail running events it was very kind of i know some of the old school trail runners are going to get up me for this but it was very clicky and very like eccentric and and almost like just too hard to get into and a bit weird and um you know, these races would only ever have 50 or 100 people. The markers were all over the place. And it was like, it frustrated me because it was like, you know, you'd go into an event and someone would flip the markers, but there'd be no way of like rewarding a first or a place properly. And so, but eventually in 2013, I had a proper crack um, only after actually two weeks after winning the Canberra Ultra Marathon, which is a 50K road race. Two weeks later, I went and ran the first ever UTA 50 kilometer race in the mm-hmm. Blue Mountains. And um, 
and that was just a special race. Like towards the end, it was kind of my mind was starting to play games on me and that type of thing. And I really learnt the difference between road and trail running in that race. I still have the course record, so happy. With that. <laughs> I suppose. Um, was there anything particularly insightful that you learned that you've carried through that you you find has been something that's um, any runner could learn from in that first fifty k yeah, race? Um, yeah. Look, just like if you honestly, um, if you break a, an event like that down into a small, smaller sections, um, it does become achievable for pretty much anyone. But I would practice. Um, definitely doing some long runs solo uh, before you go and take on anything over 42 Ks in, in, in the ultra, because there's a lot of times it's very different to road running you're unsupported. So you don't get to even really, you don't have a lot of touch points with, mm. um, with anything outside of the bush. <laughs> so, you know, when you're doing a marathon or a half marathon or a 10 K or a five K race in the city or on the road, you're constantly seeing things that kind of, keep you feel, I guess, almost safe. Um, or you know that worst case scenario, if you stop, you could go and get a drink over there or you could just have a break and get back into it. But when you're or in the bush, worst case, you go get an Uber home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and people are cheering you on and, and you've yeah. got drinks for you and all this type of stuff. And then you go into the bush and it's like, it can be hours between checkpoints. Um, so you've just got to be able to deal with that. And yeah, in that particular race, it was like, it was mentally challenging but i got through it in the end and it, you know you, even just hearing noises in the bush kind of can freak you out you know so you've got to you've got to be used to and prepared for all of that yeah well it's um you know very real conversation with people around making sure they're packing their snake bandages when they're going out for a trail run and it's um yeah it's definitely another world out there it's it's wild and you don't don't really think about it until you're you know three hours deep into the bush with no one else around you and you're like oh hang on yeah and if something takes something small to go wrong, where you really go, oh, now I'm really isolated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make, be safe when you're training for trail runs, for sure. Um, you know, always take your phone with you and let someone else know where you're going. Um, hmm. You know, I know it sounds sounds a bit cliche, but honestly, it only has to happen once and you're screwed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I and mean, there are still some pretty steep and nasty terrain out there and not too far from Newcastle that you could really mess yourself up on without too much, like not straying oh, yeah. too far off the path. So it's um, definitely Absolutely. making sure you're letting people know where you are at all times. Yeah. Absolutely. So you had like a really like varied running history, but are there any like really standout highlights of your career that you're just like, yeah, that was, that was just really hard to top that um, really stand out in your memory? Yeah. Um... I think there's a few, uh, I mean, a lot of my big races have all been quite difficult because I've been like really going for it to get a result. And so they've heard a lot, but they've meant a lot. And all of my major road marathons, wherever they were around the world, were have been fantastic. I've done all of them except for Boston in terms of the world majors. Um, and I think the first world major Chicago in like 2011 was a big, um, a big result for me. You, I'd only kind of started taking marathon running semi-seriously then. And I just trained myself. I didn't have a coach or any, you know, I, I kind of just did what I thought I should do. Um, and it worked pretty well. Like I can't remember what time I ran. I think it was 2.33 or something like that. You know, but that's a that's a pretty good result from coming from <laughs> no history of 
track running or that type of thing as a young runner coming up because I was always on the farm and doing things by myself. But yeah, that first marathon meant a lot. Comrades in 2018, I came 21st. Mm. Um, and the time was actually the fastest Australian time considering the course was longer than ever. Wow. So that meant a lot. And, and I even, I fell over and hurt myself in that race as well. Like, you know, um, so to get those last 15 or 20 kilometers when I was in a lot of pain, having bruised my knee on the road um, and pushed mm. through was special. Um, but I think Tarawera in yeah. February this year meant the most to me. Um, my first miler and like, I was just able to hold it strong the whole day. And obviously, you know, long story short, I ended up breaking a course record and winning. Um, By like 30 was, minutes, wasn't it? Or something it was over 30 minutes yeah. that you broke the course record. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, ridiculous. The course was like four k's longer than last year. <laughs> so it was, that was never in, obviously, you know, I, I didn't set out to achieve that, but um, I just wanted to have a great run. And it just felt great because like, I achieved like what I wanted to and what I'd worked for. Mm. So yeah, there's a few there, sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. And um, I suppose um, there are probably a few people listening who don't know what comrades is or they don't know what Tarawera is. So can you just give like a brief description of what those runs are, yeah. like the distance, and, like what kind of takes? The, um, the Comrades Marathon is like the oldest and um, most prestigious ultra trail, or sorry, ultra marathon in the world, but it's on road. That's in South okay. Africa. And one year it goes uphill and one year it goes downhill even though there's a lot of up and down in both ways, one significantly got more elevation than the other, but they're okay. both very hard to run. Um, and it's in from Durban to St. Peter Maritzburg in South Africa. So it's, you know, in South Africa is going through challenging times, especially now with COVID, but um, it's a poor country and you see, it's just so different. Like what you see in that race, it's a special race. Um, and it's only not run once, and that was in World War Two, except for now. It's actually been cancelled as well. So it's only wow. twice ever in like a hundred years that it hasn't run. So we're going through strange Insane. times, definitely. But um, that's Comrades Tarawera is a ultra marathon, but off road, so trail. So that's a hundred miles, uh, isn't it? Yeah, but there's all distances. <laughs> um, so with trail running events, generally what they have on the same day or weekend is they have races for all levels of people. So um, I think the shortest race was about 20 kilometres. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was the most popular event. And then you've got like a 50 kilometre, 100 kilometre is like the standard trail running ultra length. And then some um, bigger trail races, um, festivals and events add the miler, which is kind of, the pinnacle there's a few longer ones there's a few like 250k and and 200 mile races and really crazy stuff that very limited fields take on mm. but 100 miles is kind of like the one that you want to do if you're a trail runner just once um okay. or at least one um <laughs> something that everyone it will change like just the way you see things once you've done it um i was so lucky like i finished in daylight there was no one else that finished in daylight. Like we started yeah. in the dark and I was lucky enough to finish about half an hour before it got dark. But every single other person is like going through and even finishing the next afternoon. Yeah. It's unbelievable when you see people crossing the line at those events, how much it means to them. 
and I guess that's why I've become more attracted to trail running again because it really is a journey unlike a road running event which can be over and done with very quickly so. it's um it's a bit of an odd uh thing to say as well over and done with pretty quickly when marathon is you know the you know just had kipchoge get a sub two hour um un- like unofficial world record but sub two hour marathon it's like oh yeah over quickly in two hours but when you're talking yeah. about these hundred like True. these minor events and they're taking people over 24 hours to complete yeah entirely different ball game no it is it's yeah it's, it's just different you know it's a different mindset different way of accepting and thinking about the time and the distance that you're out there mm. but you know the body's amazing um train smartly and uh you can keep going for a long time absolutely know. so there's i suppose look talking about the current climate and it's like you know we've got COVID 19 when everyone's in lockdown or when only really allowed outside to exercise a lot of people have been uh, clogging up our favorite pathways and trails as we've all noticed as um, runners but um, with lots of new people out on the paths do you have anyone like any tips for people who are just starting to venture into the world of running yeah I mean it's great that there's so many people running <clears throat> firstly it's really good that people are turning to exercise because they have a little bit more time or they want to feel better or it's given them mental health um, support or release and for everyone's running for different reasons right uh, everyone's working out from home there's that many home gyms that you see people doing and and we're even at run lab running strength classes and most people join us from their lounge room or their garage you know mm. it's amazing what you can do i will say i reckon the garage sale um the street cleanups in about three years time you'll be able to pick up as many <laughs> treadmills or plate plates as you want yeah for sure. but um but I hope that doesn't happen too much because if it does, it means that people um, have stopped going or stopped doing what they've started doing now. I mean, people are going to go back to the gym and that's great. But, you know, for a runner, like for somebody getting new into running, there's a few things that you should really do. Um, and they're really simple. Um, and just you should think about it as well, you know. So you're running. What is it that about the running that, is making you feel good so remember that because you don't want to be going out there every day and to start making it a chore like maybe don't Mm. run every day at the moment maybe don't run too far don't make it so that it like it's a chore to do it if you remember what is good about it and what helps you from it then you should be able to continue it forever rather than it being a bit of a fad Um, the other thing is honestly just make sure you've got running shoes not like sports shoes that you get from like a large retailer or a cheap, like cheaper kind of product. But running shoes actually do have some technology in them and it does cost a little bit of money, but it's going to protect your feet and muscles and legs. Um, because if you get injured, um, you know, it'll, it'll become something that um, frustrates you even more, especially mm. now uh, when it's one of the things that you can do. So, you know, maybe do a little bit of self-maintenance as well as in trying to do some more stretching than usual because, mm. you know, running, it, it's a big load on your muscles and joints. And if you're not used to it and you, you obviously start doing too much too quickly, um, your body's going to tell you that it's not right. And it, yep. then you get an injury. So just listen to your body. Enjoy Remember what it is about the running that you're enjoying at the moment so they can carry that on forever more. Um, and invest in a pair of proper road running shoes so that you don't get injured or try running shoes. 
Yeah, for sure. It's um, it is amazing when you see people running in volleys on on bitumen. You're just like, mm -mm, uh. <laughs> you gotta hurt yeah, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> some people are really lucky with their form, and that, I mean, and form is like a whole new another discussion, um, and something that you know you you really have to see someone or someone that knows what they're talking about has to watch you to give you that feedback. But you know, a lot of people that um, haven't run for a long time and that are running aren't going to have great form and they're going to be putting a lot of stress on their body so that the shoes are going to kind of compensate for that a little bit um but you're right yeah like i mean if you're running in unless you've got perfect running form or really good running form if you're not if you're running in um volleys of that type of thing it's just not enough support and push need for you yeah so. yeah absolutely so um those are things that new runners can like do to ensure they can keep running after after we're out of lockdown. But um, what kind of things do you do to make sure that you can continue training frequently? Like, uh, are there any things that you do religiously, um, any habits, any rituals or um, lifestyle choices that mean that you can front up to your training sessions every day to then eventually be able to run those big races? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, <clears throat> I'm fairly structured with my training um, and that's why I've been able to train consistently for so long, but I enjoy that um, mm. structure in th that part of my life. It gives me like, um, gives me focus and control. Um, but obviously, yeah, if you probably spend a day with me, you'd probably work out pretty quickly. There were some things that you'd be like, Oh, that's a bit weird. Like, I mean, and I, they've become habits. So like for me, it's like, I'm going to, you know, it's not, there's a lot of things that I do that um, they've just become normal to me. But if I said them to you guys or to, to maybe you or some of the guys listen to this, they'd be like, oh, that's just weird. But um, I guess some of them would be, I definitely, every couple of weeks, I try and do a session that has something in it that I'm not used to doing. So mm -hmm. it's like either much longer, much more difficult. It's in a much more remote place. It's in a very remote place or a finish and start at the beach and get in the sand and do some sand running or hills or whatever it is. I try and do something slight, like very different in my training um, every couple of weeks just to um, keep it exciting and, and challenge me and test me. Um, I'm continually testing myself even when I'm not rested. So, you know, I'm doing effort. I do efforts in my sessions, in my heavy training weeks just to kind of see how close I am to where I am when I'm at my peak, mm -hmm. um, just to keep me kind of like really honest. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I love running every morning, um, but sometimes I can't run straight away every morning because I'm a coach as well. Um, but I very, I always get up early. Um, I don't really have a sleep in, I think the latest I would sleep in unless there's something wrong would be about 6 a.m. Um, that's like my sleeping day. Um, and, you know, I try and get organised and get to bed um, so that, you know, I'm usually asleep by 10.30. But the last six weeks have been a bit crazy. Like, I've been working extra hard on a few things. So it has been a little bit tough. I have, um, like, recovery boots and that type of thing mm. that I put on a couple of times, a few times a week at night. Um, just relaxing, switching off, trying to watch something, and I'll put the, the compression recovery boots on. Yeah. So I do things like I do maintenance type of things. I always finish my long runs so I can get in the water at the end, the cold water. Um, you know, yeah, I just, 
you know, there's probably other heaps of other small mannerisms that, you know, allow me to do what I do um, and run on average 180 kilometers a week with, with hardly being injured at all. Yeah. I rotate my shoes. I have like 30 active pairs of shoes. <laughs> they're, all, they're all good quality and like yeah. probably just 15 trail 15 road yeah um you know i break my training up between running road sessions and trail sessions mm. um i'm a big believer in um road running gives you really good if you do it right you can get really good form and specific adaptions from that to help the trail running Mm. And I also believe that um, it's good to be aware of your weaknesses, but I'm actually taking this time to work on my strengths. So I'm like, right, can't race for a while, um, probably six months. Yep. You know, like there might be some events on around September, October, hopefully in Australia and New Zealand for us. Um, you know, that's a long way away, but... Uh, I'm still training just as hard as I would when I, when I was getting ready for racing, but I'm focusing on my making my strength stronger. Mm. So I'm a really good hill runner and I'm obviously good on runnable sections. For a trail runner, I'm good on the open sections because of my road running background. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that going. I'm going to get better at it, but I'm going to get really strong. Like, you know, I want to go to the next race thinking that it's I'm in control and for the next miler, Anyway, and then I'll be like, I'm in control and it's my race to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a race with yourself as opposed to the race event yeah. itself. Yeah. So I'm doing more strength at the moment. Like I'm doing, instead of doing one and a half strength sessions a week, I'm doing two and a half and I'm also doing um, more hill repeats and that type of thing. So I'm, I'm actually really sore. I'm constant, I've been really sore for about a month. I think I've been pretty constantly sore and it's just rotating around different muscle groups in my body. And I'm like, no, just believe in the process and, and I'm doing it smart. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm still able, when I put an effort in, I'm still able to get a really good result in a hill at the moment. So some hill segments I was running last week. So I know it's working. It's just um, my body's just absorbing that extra fatigue. Yeah. So. Oh, I did one of your hill sessions yesterday, so I know what you mean by your feeling sore. <laughs> So yeah. hills do definitely make you hurt in a special way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hill training, it's like, it's generally what, um, it's the best thing for people that mm. are coming into running to actually do like an interval session once a week. Do something yeah. different, you know, like for those guys that are getting out there, starting to run, do a hill session because it actually, running up hills, heaps less stress on your body. And, you know, maybe jog back on a grass section or something, but you know, doing that type of interval session and just focusing on one effort at a time, it's going to break it down and make it more manageable for you to go, yep, oh, shit, I just did like eight hill repeats and it's only taken me 20 minutes. And I feel yeah. sore, but I feel accomplished. And that'll like accelerate your strength adaption and confidence in and weight loss and, and oh, it'll just make you healthier and stronger. Yeah. So do something slightly different. Don't just Don't just go for a run in Newcastle on the break wall every day, you know, <laughs> challenge yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it sounds, um, I suppose the, the thing that I like, if I was going to summarize everything you just said into one word, it just sounded like it was having a plan and knowing that if you're sticking to that plan, it just gives you that focus to do the things that you need to do every day, which um, I think yeah. and you know, people coming into running, they do, they'll just put on their shoes and go for a run without any plan or structure. 
Um, it's yeah. amazing just having an idea about what set you're doing every day and is today just like an 8k trot or is today something where I'm putting in some hard effort up some hills or am I going and finding a different terrain to run on it just really makes a huge difference to managing the load as well so awesome yeah uh, yeah and use like there's so many platforms out there that you can use um free if you're just doing it yourself like you can get like a training peaks account and you can just like map out a plan for yourself or just you know a notepad but there is no yeah. way that I could do what I do by just like winging it and going, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning. This is what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing like for the next month. Yep. Um, every single day, I know what session I'm doing. And I mean, I've doing, been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I've got to make small adaptions depending when things change, like little curveballs that get thrown at you. But, you know, I pretty much know like what sessions are going to be hard and easy and when I'm doing other things. Um, I never just wake up and go, I'll just go for a run. I kind of know, you know, I know yeah. what I'm doing. Definitely. I'm, I'm with you there. It's kind of exhausting doing that way, waking up and trying to think, well, what will I do today? And then thinking about it, well, how long is that going to take me? And then what do I need to be prepared for afterwards? So yeah. I'm a big, big fan of having a plan. And um, I think one of the things, as a runner, one of the things that made a difference to me, I, um, so I would always kind of adapt plans and do them myself as an exercise physiologist. I've always felt confident in doing that. But certainly when I came and saw you guys at Run Lab, the plans kind of upped a notch. Um, and so I suppose talking on plans, what is it that you do with Run Lab? Talk to us through that and what, um, I suppose, how, how you yeah. help runners achieve their potential. Yeah, and it's, it's a good point. I mean, I, at Run Lab, like, it was always, when we started the business, it was, because I saw, um, you know, I was training of an elite squad in Sydney of runners, distance runners. Um, but I could see that we, we did things and we trained and I'd been training for a long time in a way that normal people didn't, well, not normal people, but unless people were in that high end system, they weren't kind of getting, they weren't seeing it or able to see what to do. And so I was like, my, I had this little tagline back then. It was like bringing elite to the street. You know, it was like, how do I take that to the, to everyone? And that's when I started Run Lab. But you're right. Look, it's it's um, it challenges you because our actual tagline um, is achieve your impossible. Mm. So it's like, yeah, Jackie, you might be a pretty good runner, and you know, think you're training at a pretty high level. But I'll look at you and go, okay, well, I think you can actually be ten percent better than what you're currently at where you think mm. your ceiling is and the way we have the sessions it doesn't really matter what level you are but they definitely challenge you and um to achieve something special like i truly believe like everything you know it's so much more rewarding to get a result like that even if you only do it a few times rather than kind of just flounder through life as a average runner mm. so run lab is definitely about challenging people um in our interval sessions so we have trial running and road running focused group interval sessions. Well, we don't have them at the moment, but um, they will come back, but we're still providing uh, in the current climate, we've got a product called on demand. And so we're still giving our people specific interval sessions to do broken down by level, which we've built over like the knowledge behind those sessions is giving you a really quick adaption in a very short period of time. So mm -hmm. we know that you can't go and do a four hour trial run or a three hour road run every day or three or four times a week. But if you did this 70 minute session, you're going to get like a 
an adaption to moving better because of the drills and you're going to get a strength adaption or a speed adaption because of that particular run set. So we're giving that to our people via video messaging and private Facebook groups at the moment. But we're blessed in that we have a product called Run Strong, which is a gym specific, which is a run specific strength class, which we're running Zoom classes on. Um, and that's that complements people's running. Um, mm. And we normally do that in gyms, but now we're doing it via Zoom. And we're probably going to keep doing a combination of that in the future now so that mm. people can join us at Run Lab. Doesn't matter if they can get to where we are. Um, they can join us and we'll, we'll offer a service where they can do it um, via Zoom. So, yeah, it's group interval training. It's dynamic. It pushes you. Um, it's, you know, we have 15, 16 partners. Like some of them are big brands. Some of them are smaller local brands that kind of, um, you know, it's like an affiliate program that you enter into where, you know, you get discounts and offers and we put on special guests and we have a nutrition a certain level of nutritional support that every runner will access via that through compete nutrition. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more than just, um, you know, your usual standard personal training groups or running groups, um, social running groups, which all have their place in the great. It's like, it's a place where you really come to get an educational um, offering all around running be supported in it and know that you can trust the process and we make it fun. We do time trials and races and we have awards and, you know, the sessions like, yeah, I miss them. You know, I miss seeing everyone like exhausted at the end of a set, but feeling so relieved, um, not yep. relieved, um, feeling like they've achieved something like they, yep. you know, they walk into their car like, Oh man, that was so hard. But you know, actually they're really happy that they did it. Um, so yeah, I miss that at the moment. That'll come back. Um, and it's amazing how much we can do with people mm. running from home. So yeah, it's a it's an educational um, dynamic interval training sessions to make you better at running. Excellent, and it's appropriate for all level of runners as well. And I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah it is. When we say all levels of runner, it's all levels of runner. So if you haven't run for twenty years and you come straight into doing interval sessions, it's not going to be. It may be too much for you, mm. but if you've just got like a general level of running fitness, even if it's slow um, or mm. you think it's slow, um, that's absolutely fine. And we cater for you. We've got all ages at the groups. You know, we have junior program all the way up to people that are in the seventies. So, you know, we have locations from the Hunter all the way down to Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, but I was talking to the one thing that I'm also really excited about is this situation. The COVID has forced me to bring forward something that I've been working on for a few years and that that was a trail running specific offering that people can do anywhere in the world um and it's yeah so we're launching that next week that is uh, awesome I'm really looking yeah. forward to that yeah it's a lot of work going into it and I just hope that um goes as well as what we we know it should um and if we execute it all the right way then it'll be amazing to see people in all places in the world when they can get out and start training tackling this and getting um I want to give people confidence in like certain aspects of trail running that um, I think uh, I've worked out a way of doing that pretty well. So we'll see. That's excellent. Well, I'll definitely give it a go because I do need some improvement on trails myself, particularly on those downhill sections. So well, yeah. Vlad, I'm going to, um, is, is there anything else you'd like to, to mention while you're on the podcast or anything else that you, um, any other insights you'd like to share for anyone listening? 
No, just mean like, you know, um, just right at the moment, guys, you know, use your exercise to help you. Um, that, that just gives you a bit of structure in your day. Um, and at least at the start of the day or at the end of the day, you've got a time where you can go and do something. And I know, especially if you're working from home, now that you don't have that travel time, like it's, it's making it a lot easier for people to do it. But just be safe. You know, it's starting to get dark in Australia in, in the mornings and in the evenings. Get, invest in the running light. You know, just do things that are going to make it safe for others and you when you're out on the trails in the dark. I mean, I was on running um, yesterday afternoon or the day before on the Fernley track, which is like a nice running path in Newcastle here. And like there was that many people that had nothing on that you could see them. And, you know, just you just got to be smart. You know, it's like you can't drive a car without headlights, you know, so yep. get some shoes, um, you know, get, get some lights and just do things smart and you'll really enjoy it and you'll be able to keep going through the whole winter. Um, and then hopefully in a few months, you know, we're in a much more, um, well, where, you know, things are starting to open up and hopefully in Australia they start opening up much sooner than that. So enjoy your exercise and appreciate you asking me to come on. It's all good. Well, um, where can people find more information about you and Run Lab? So if you go to um, on Instagram, there's uh, Run Lab HQ. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's also a Run Lab website. Just, um, and then if you want to find more information on me and the new trail running program that we've got coming up, then it's Vlad underscore Pro Trail Runner is the, is, that's my Instagram um, name and um, I'll put information on there pretty soon. Fantastic. Well, we'll include a bit of um, those links in the description of this podcast as well so people can click on links and find you. I appreciate that, Jackie. Thank you. No worries. Well, thanks for being on, Vlad. And, um, yeah, we'll have you on again in the future once, we've gone, <laughs> once everything's come out of lockdown. Okay. It'd be great to do another one in, like, six months and talk about what happened and, and maybe see if them get some perspective of people that did start only running in this time and um, you know and where they are now. Mm -hmm.